Hi, and welcome to The Curiosity Shift. We're here to unravel various perceptions and share our experiences in this chaotic and ever-progressing world. If you're curious too, join our conversations. Let's ask the meaningful questions and connect to what really matters. Hello! Welcome to 2021. Woo! Happy New Year. Although, like, it's already February, so... We're a little late, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. This is episode 11 of the Curiosity Shift. Welcome. This is Jenny. This is Ella. And, yeah, this episode, we're just gonna keep it casual, keep it chill, and talk about 2021, because 2020 was a hot mess. I heard this other podcast that said it's 2020.5 right now. It's, like, halfway there. We're not quite yet at 2021. (laughs) We're not ready for this new year yet. Wait, 2020.5, as in, like, we're still expecting 2021 to be, like, oh, everything's back to normal and like pandemic is gone yes because (laughs) i'm in denial i'm hella in denial that 2021 is already here and that we like wasted a whole year and we're still in pandemic so i'm like you know (laughs) i i hold on to that truth it's (laughs) 2020.5 oh my god i don't know how i feel about that i feel like i feel like that gives are you ready for the new year well, yes. I just feel like that gives a lot of pressure to this year. Like, that that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good to have hopes and dreams for 2021. And so far, it's still like, you, you're not free to do much yet. <laughs> well, no, but we do have all of like the knowledge and the lessons and everything from 2020 that we can bring on to this year. So that's very true. I don't know. I feel like I'm still I'm going to still welcome 2021 with open arms, even though it's still a little rough right now. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Well, that for this episode, we actually wanted to talk about sort of like a 2020 reflection. And also with all this like New Year resolution stuff, when January 1st hit, actually, my boyfriend and I had a discussion because he doesn't he hates new year's resolutions and i'm one to be like oh but what are your new intentions like what do you want to do for the new year and he's like don't ask me that you're stressing me out oh my gosh (laughs) so we wanted to talk about do you set goals for the new year or do you have resolutions and also how was your 2020 experience what did you learn i feel like we should start off with how how we've been like how are you since since the last episode when (laughs) when did we even record that that was uh beginning of december i think oh my god we took quite a hiatus or break much needed (laughs) (laughs) some time to reflect although i feel like all of 2020 was reflection but my break was mostly spent alone or with my family Christmas was fun because I got to hang out with my cousin and some just close family because I only have like maximum seven people in Canada that's family. (laughs) So it was nice to get together with them and it was a legal gathering because at the time, Christmas time, we weren't allowed to gather more than 10 people indoors and that I can't imagine people who are used to big family gatherings probably had a shock during that time but for us it was quite normal because we only have that many people so we got together um, for dinner and it was nice to spend with them yeah I don't know what about you what would, what would be like a highlight of your break I 
I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. Well, you had wait. You told me about your pottery stuff, right? Yeah. Would that yeah. be a highlight? Kind of ish. That's less of a highlight and more of like a hope for 2021. Um, mm. Because basically, what I did was I bought a ceramics pottery wheel, like an electric pottery wheel and I set Mm. up everything um in my parents basement which is great set up my own like little pottery space and started throwing some some like vessels yeah and I went back to my parents for one week so I had more time to play around with it which was really nice but yeah it's still kind of a work in progress type thing because there's a lot of friction that's still standing in between me and my pottery goals like Um, what like distance it takes like over an Mm. hour well around an hour to get back to hamilton and i get really car sick really easily oh i didn't know that yeah so like whether i'm on the go bus or the go train or even if i'm getting a car ride i get so sick and it takes me about half a day to shake it off oh damn by the time i shake it off i'm already exhausted you're like paralyzed by the time you get home yeah and like typically i don't really throw for more than like two three hours at a time so really i'm just like spending a day to rest just so i can throw for two hours which is not a lot Uh, wait Mm -hmm. is is that the term throwing (laughs) you know how like every hobby there is like a specific lingo to it like I know bouldering when you complete a whole set like a whole wall it's called you sent or you you're sending that puzzle and like is that the term for like throwing exactly yeah the clay yeah what what do you call it throwing the the piece of the ball of (laughs) clay yeah it's just like throwing a pot or throwing a cup or throwing a bowl that's kind of interesting. It's like counterintuitive because you, when you think about throwing a pot, it's like you're breaking it. But then in this case, you're making it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never actually like looked too much into the slang or I guess... Um, the terminology. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And then I guess like another highlight would be... So I also started a fitness challenge. I've been part of this fitness group online with my Mm. local boutique gym and Mm. we've been doing workouts every day every weekday and then we've been doing fitness assessments at the end of each month and so how they measure it is plank wall sit push up oh okay so you try to plank as long as you can and then as soon as you fail you go into wall sit and then oh there's no breaks no break and then and then once you hit failure for wall sits as well then you try to do as many push-ups as you can without stopping what the hell yeah your shoulders are already tired after the plank (laughs) i know (laughs) i know um and so i guess like the first fitness assessment i did i did something among the lines of like three and a half minutes of plank um Mm. two minutes something of wall sit and then like wow 20 push-ups dang um and then so this is where my highlight comes in i'm not just bragging well i mean i'm gonna brag a little bit <laughs> um, <laughs> humble brag <laughs> and then at the end so basically new year's eve like hours before the countdown new year's eve okay yeah i did the fitness assessment and it turns <sighs> out that since the last time i did it i can now hold like almost a five minute plank 
oh um, shoot a three minute wall sit and then my push-ups wasn't honestly that much more impressive i think i only did like two or three more than i did in the i mean still improvement one, but it's still improvement so i'm so proud of yeah <laughs> that's amazing wow yeah, five so- minutes pretty good <laughs> i remember when we did dragon boat like five to seven minute was like the best as in like most best people were doing that times so you're oh, if you join a dragon boat, you'd be up there. <laughs> dude, I should just join Dragon Boat. It's not yeah. like it's too late or anything. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I guess my hobbies are my highlights. Yeah, I guess okay, now you just reminded me one of my I guess fitness highlights recently or during the break was to do winter running. Ooh. And I've never really ran uh when there was snow outside. There was once that I did with my ex-running coach like years ago at the boardwalks at the beach but that was like once and I vowed to never do it again because it was freaking terrible the wind like it hurts and it's freezing cold so a horrible experience but ever since I invested in a nice windbreaker jacket I was like okay now I have the gear for it and my friend says there's no such thing as bad weather there's only bad gear So I kind of took on that challenge. I was like, okay, I love running. And just because I'm in Canada, it's freaking freezing outside. It's like negative seven sometimes these days, Celsius. And so I was like, nope, the weather's not going to stop me. I'm still going to go running. So recently I've been running like between three to six Ks. Whoa. um, At least like twice a week. Okay, I have a question though. How are your lungs in this? The air is so cold and so dry. (laughs) Like You know, okay. (laughs) Actually, there was one day where it was really windy and I was at one point I was running against the wind and I really couldn't breathe. Like it felt like I had asthma or something. Like I felt like I was going to die. Oh um, and then I was like, oh gosh, like this is probably what it feels like to have asthma because I was like <gasps> struggling to get air in and I had to cover my mouth with my hand to like, I guess to break the wind a little so that my mouth can actually get some air in oh my god um and i had to turn my head a couple times so i was really really just like running while i was looking backwards (laughs) honestly this sounds like the worst torture i've ever heard and you're doing this for fun (laughs) like i in my head i'm like this is building resilience i'm gonna come out of this stronger and i do love running it really is not that bad after the first like three minutes of you getting outside it's really just the initial shock of how cold it is and how little you're wearing but with a good windbreaker it's really not that bad (laughs) oh my god okay so everyone pause right now (laughs) go on our instagram and dm us let us know if you think running in the winter is a test of resilience or if it's pure ass torture pure torture (laughs) pure torture i know which one i'm voting for (laughs) oh my god you go girl honestly give it a try I'll no. do it with you. I'll, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> girl, I won't even run in the summer, okay? <laughs> I can do hit. I can plank. I can top myself out in intensity and weight. But running, cardio, <laughs> I hate girl, it. it's a life skill. What if you have to run away from robbers? <laughs> uh, the robbers can have me or my things, I guess. Oh, no. Like, honestly, what's a plank going to do for you? You just sit. As you a can, table. You can wash clothes off my abs. <laughs> I can. Okay, fair. I can, you save money. I can grate Parmesan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on the 
ribs. <laughs> fair. Okay, fair. Someone you can step me. on me and I'll be fine. <laughs> can I try that? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> oh my no, God. no, no. I might break you. <laughs> no, you should oh. actually. You know what? This actually reminds me. When the gyms were still open pre-pandemic, like when things were good, and we could still go to the gyms. Mm. I worked up my planks up to the point where I could put a plate on my back. How much plate? One plate, so 45 pounds on my oh, back okay, yeah, yeah. while okay, I'm planking yeah. for a minute straight. And at one point, I was just like, you know what? You know what would be really interesting? If I could, like, plank a whole person. <laughs> like, if someone could just, like, stand on my back. No, no, no. What if not standing? I just, like, hug you from the back. <laughs> So oh I'm God. also doing a plank, and then maybe we'll just stack you with many humans as possible that way, and see how long you stand. It's like basically a vertical human centipede at that point. Oh! No, no, oh no, Oh my no. God. That's hilarious. Okay, we're moving on from that. No more okay. human centipede. Well, on that disturbing note. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about New Year's. Let's look forward instead of backwards now. I guess I really want to know from you, do you make resolutions and why do you do them if you do? Oh my God. Why do I feel like I'm being interrogated? It's like you go <laughs> two months without recording and suddenly everything feels scary. <laughs> no, well, I think it's mostly because I don't personally do them anymore. I used to, but not. I choose not to anymore. But I have my own you theory. So I want to. I want to know your... I guess, intent behind it. Okay, sure. Um, so, yes, I do New Year's resolutions, but I don't do them, like, at a high intensity, I don't think. There's a lot of different levels that you can tackle New Year's resolutions with. Like, I don't think there's really one way. Mm. So, I usually have a list of things that I want to focus on, and then I'll choose a couple that, like, make the most sense in my current state of being, basically. Um, mm. And usually, usually how it goes is that there's a fitness goal, there's a mental health and wellness goal, and then there's a finance goal. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting to hear your categories. Well, I think there's like a lot of different categories, and I have looked into those, but those are usually my categories. Mm. And usually it's like, for example, a financial goal. Like I set up a number that mm. I want to reach, or for fitness goals, I plan one, I guess, body part or one section of myself to focus on and one section to mm. like maintain. Oh. So, like, for example, last year before everything went to shit, um, I wanted to maintain <laughs> my abs and work on my back, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a sense of like, yeah, like maintenance and then improvement. And then mm. as for like mental health, like I'll always like figure out something that I need to be better on. And so I guess um, an example is like meditating for 10 minutes a day, every day. Mm. So I set like realistic goals that don't have really like an end, except for the financial one. Like they don't really have an end goal. It's just more like a everyday improvement type thing and see where I end up at the end of the year. I can relate to that. And that's kind of why I stopped doing resolutions. I realized the past few years that I've been doing it, there was never really the end goal. I guess what they say is um, measurable goals, right? So all of my, most of my resolutions has always been just like, 
wishes for the new year. And I realized that even like I'm a pretty goal setting person to begin with. So I don't really need that New Year's Day. These are all of my goals because that actually gets really overwhelming in my opinion. Right. Like I, I'm similar to you where I make categories and I have here i'm just opening my journal right now there's like nine categories <laughs> oh my gosh you have nine what yeah. are they there's like family health which is also like fitness um relationships meaning friendships and um, also loved ones and then travel finance career intellect hobby and other goals which are like driver's license um my certifications that I want to get, just like other life goals <laughs> that fits into this category. There's like so many aspects because I see my life as like a bunch of attributes and I'm trying to push them one at a time or like a couple at a time, right? So it's really hard for me to be like, okay, these are all of the things that I ever, like it, it's such a big picture resolution thing that I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like I just need to focus on my daily um, whether it's good habits, it just gets so overwhelming. <laughs> Do you find that? Um, I think it only gets overwhelming if I put something like way too specific or if I want to accomplish way too much. <laughs> like I think I've been able to narrow it down and like find like a goal process for me to work the way that I like to think and I like to work. Mm. Um, so yeah, that definitely works out much better. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember like in the past years before New Year's would be such an overwhelming time because it's like, oh my God, what do I want to do? Which becomes like, oh my God, what do I think I need to do? Yeah, I, I actually, a question for you is how many of your resolutions are wants versus need or have to do's? Um, like if you can give me like even a ratio. That's a good question. I think most of them are wants. Yeah, I'm realizing same with me. Because I feel like if it becomes something that I need to do, it doesn't really become a goal anymore. It just becomes an obligation. Fair. Like, what's a need goal? Oh, I guess, like, a need goal could be, like, something to do with, like, health. Like, you know that you have yeah. high high cholesterol, so your goal now is to lessen that. That's also hard because sometimes I view my high-priority wants as needs. What do you mean? Like, recently, I've been thinking of getting my driver's license and, like, buying a car. So that's both a financial goal and a life goal in general. But in my head, that's a need because, like, my family actually doesn't own a car at all. So I'm like, I want to be the forefront. I'm going to have to do this for myself and for my family and for our own freedom. But we don't need that car. Like, how, how do you even define a need? <laughs> yeah, I feel like most of my, sometimes my highly prioritized wants become needs. I mean, it can become a need. Or does your finance goals become needs too? I think it becomes a need when, like, you give yourself, like, no other option. For example, like, you might think a car is a want but it can also become a need if it becomes like I guess it does open up more like job opportunities because then mm-hmm. well maybe not in the pandemic but like eventually like it's going to become like a required thing and 
it makes things like easier and it depends on like what your priorities are and if you have to take away that commuting time Mm-hmm. In order to make more room for other things in your life, then that car becomes a need because it benefits you in that way. Right. Like it doesn't have an option. Yeah. It's like a sacrifice. Yeah. In financial aspect to buy a car and then you gain more time or something like that. Yeah. Or if you like want to financially like fund something, then it becomes like that non-negotiable option. Mm. Does that make sense? Am I saying yeah, the right words? Yeah, that makes words? sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and actually, just to finish off on that note, I remember I did almost like a New Year's resolution after I graduated right away. And we graduated in like, what, June or May? So I remember feeling so lost. And I was like, this marks a new beginning. So it almost makes sense for me to start resolutions at the beginning of certain life stages, like um, even like looking for new jobs or like, yeah, it's like an era in your life, but not necessarily marked by the year that it's at. Yeah, but I think those are like completely different. The New Year's resolutions versus the goals slash resolutions that come up during different parts of your life. Like I think resolutions or goals don't have to specifically sit in a point of time like they like flow into your life when they need to right and I think yeah like new year's resolutions is just like a really easy global kind of excuse like it's an excuse for you to be better which Mm. you can take advantage of if it helps you or you don't have to if you can just make your own goals whatever you see fit right that's fair yeah actually now that I'm like thinking about it It's more often that my resolutions are not necessarily complete. They're more just like reminders for the new year versus where I, if I'm setting goals throughout the year, like it's more likely that those will be completed. And I feel much better about those because there's actually results. But then with resolutions, it's usually the same things. It's like keep in touch with family fitness like keep running or pick up um, bouldering or like something like it's usually similar things (laughs) right right but there's no there's never like a checkpoint where it's like oh yes those are completed like i'm a list person so check 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 that i feel satisfaction from but resolutions just kind of like okay these are the reminders and then i set it off into the new year and let it be (laughs) new year's reminders that's what yeah. they are for you. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a New Year's resolution that you have completed? Oh, like in within January? Like within a specific year. Like, because you said before you did make New Year's resolutions. Because I think for most of my New Year's resolutions, I have hit. I think the only one recently that I haven't hit was for 2020. I wanted to read one book every month and I think I got up to six books and then Ooh, I stopped. <laughs> that's a good one. That Reading is on my 2021 list. Oh, wow. Like doing a lot more of it, especially because now that we're out of school, like we don't have any other platforms to learn. So <laughs> you mean Instagram isn't a reliable source of information? Oh, whoops. My bad. Insta University. <laughs> Plus reading. (laughs) My past goals. Oh my gosh. I'm just reading back right now. (laughs) This isn't the past goal, but like for one of them, I wrote travel, see Europe, Thailand, Hawaii, Australia, and Japan. (laughs) Dang, all in one year? This is not, oh, but this was done in May. 
I think this is just me saying like my priorities in life. I would like to travel at some point. Dude, that's just your bucket list. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> this is. I still think this one's a work in progress, and this is a very specific goal of mine. But I definitely got better at it. Under career, I had get over phone anxiety. Oh, I had the worst phone anxiety when I started working, mostly because it requires quick recall. Of information, when you don't know something, you're caught off guard, and you don't have the time to like think about it on emails and to draft something. So when I first started working, I was so anxious. I don't know if I shared my voicemail story, but basically,、oh, yeah. I left a screaming voicemail. I forgot the phone number, the callback phone number, and I was like, "Oh, feel free to call me back at." Like <laughs> I panicked and I hung up. Oh my god! Oh my god! So ever since that, I was like, "Oh hell no, this cannot continue." Oh my god! So, that's so funny. I just every time I make a phone call, I like had sweaty palms and I'm like my heart rate's elevating and for no reason. Like even if the person is, I've met them a couple times and all that. It's so irrational, but I knew that I need to get over it. So it just took practice, and every time, when I was emotionally ready, I would be like forcing myself to pick up the phone instead of emailing. And yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Definitely better at speaking to strangers, and even I even negotiated something like a pricing budget thing with a contractor at one point over the phone, and I had to like be assertive, and I was sweating balls. Like I was like. Panicking inside, but I was like, "No, I need to stand my ground. I don't have this anxiety. Fake it till you make it." So that's a win. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was wild. <laughs> so now, when you do phone calls, are you still okay? Like, are you good? I do have to prep, depending on the phone call. If it's like an interview, heck yeah, I have. I'm nervous, but I have to prep. But mostly, if it's like talking to reps, just like. If it's a work phone call, I'm less anxious about it for sure. Look at you getting over fears. <laughs> yeah, that was just one of them. What about you? Yeah, so if I set a fitness goal, I usually meet it.、Mm. Yeah, even when it came to the fitness goal of 2020, when I wanted to develop like a better back and I couldn't,、mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I don't have like weights or equipment to do it at home, I just、mm. shifted my goal. So that like I would do like more home workouts, and then I made a goal at, at one point like because I can't go out to the gym and work on this goal. At one point this year, I want to get into like personal training, which I did,、mm. um, just in time for the new year. Yes, <laughs> like December first. But yeah, like when it comes to like the mental health and wellness goals. That's a little bit less measurable because it's like,、mm-hmm. what am I gonna do? Like twenty measure your happiness scale. Twenty twenty, I'm gonna eradicate anxiety from my entire being. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no.、Um, but I can set things like I'm going to meditate. For example, for twenty twenty one, I set an intention to meditate. Every single day, and if I need to, I can take like one day break, but I can never have like two days consecutively that I don't meditate,、mm. which has been going well so far. The one goal that I couldn't reach was that reading one, and I just don't have an excuse. I just really suck at reading. <laughs> I love reading, <laughs> but I feel like it's like making、um, the time for it. 
Yeah, I think my brain just got so much in like a panic of, oh my god, we're in a pandemic. Oh my god, I have to make myself useful. Oh my gosh, I'm mm. suddenly on Instagram for six hours a day. How the hell did I do this? <laughs> like, it just kind of slips from my grasp. But I feel like if it has like a valuable benefit to me as a person or like an emotional impact for me, then mm. I'll probably do it and I'll probably complete it. Mm. Do you do purchasing goals? <laughs> I <laughs> oh god. So sometimes part of my New Year's resolutions too is to like make a specific purchase. Oh, interesting. What does that mean? Like a piece of clothing, or is it like a car? How big does the purchase okay usually have to be? So this is like separate from my financial goals. Okay. My financial goals have things to do with like investments and savings and all of that, and that's like、yeah. for like the future, future, and those are just、mm-hmm. like numbers that I set for myself, which I usually reach. But then I have a separate like purchasing goal where I have one or two items that are like. More expensive than reasonable, but like not as expensive as like a car. Like it's not like a huge life changing purpose, but it's like a treat yourself whatever purchase. You know. What's an example? <laughs> an example. <laughs> oh God. So an example is for 2020. I wanted to get the Maison Margiela, the tabby boots. So like you know the black boots that have the little like toe butt wedgie, like that camel toe. <laughs> Someone calls it a camel toe boot. Look it up right now. It's it's T A B I. It's called tabby boots, and it's basically inspired by Japanese shoes. Okay. I believe. Yeah. I love Japanese design. It's it's basically a style of traditional Japanese shoes. Wikipedia is saying in the early twentieth century, um, and it's t- basically. For people who don't know, I'm very extra, and I really like that big toe separation visual interest of this shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, un- it's like faking a.、Uh, yeah, I see what you mean by camel toe, <laughs> but it's like faking a、uh, flip flop look. If you wore socks with flip flops, oh my god, you literally just downgraded my shoe with that. Oh my. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's like Japanese shoe inspired from the 20th century. You're like, yeah, it's like wearing flip flops with socks. Oh, it dang! Looks like that. You really devalue everyone. Me in like a split. Everyone、second. listening, <laughs> search up Google tabby boot and tell me, is it? <laughs> look up that shoe and tell me, does it look more like <laughs> like socks and flip flops, or does it more look like? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle feet because I'm just saying high fashion Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's the aesthetic I'm trying to go for. Oh my god! Yeah, so go on Instagram and let us know like what you think、yeah. of this shoe. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, I'm gonna have so much judgment. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "Oh, designers are so pretentious." I know. Freaking camel toe shoes. I am so pretentious. <laughs> I know. Anyways, that was my 2020. Purchasing goal. I wanted to go back because I, I realized we talked about resolution, but then I'm a huge preacher of New Year's reflection, meaning looking back on your year and really listing down on like what you're grateful for, what your achievements are, and it's kind of like a self pat in the back 
just like what have you accomplished throughout the year. Also because I find it really interesting to contrast myself at a given time with my past self at a given time. So like this time last year, what was I doing? What was I thinking? What were my struggles? And then seeing how I've grown from that point onwards. And I feel like that really helps with confidence building in my own opinion. I feel like that's a really important thing to do to reflect back instead of always looking forward. And it depends on the type of person you are too, but always looking forward, especially in our 20s, I feel like is kind of toxic sometimes. That's also called anxiety. <laughs> yeah, so much anxiety comes from that. So like just have an excuse to look back on your years. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. Looking back is definitely one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> you have to praise yourself. It puts to yourself, it kind of just shows you how far you've come. Yeah, or like even learned. even like looking back on something traumatic that happened to you in the year, like you can look at where you are now and see how you got past it and how at that time when you're going through such a sad or traumatic time, it felt like the end of the world, but now here you are a year later not feeling that burden anymore. Like that also is such a crazy comparison so tell me what you've been reflecting on for for 2020 i feel like we're like bouncing back and forth in like 2020 and 2021 quite often right now but yeah tell me about like what you've been reflecting on any lessons you've learned anything that particularly stands out or you're grateful for Mm. that's a lot but like (laughs) i think okay I'll, i'll summarize it in two main points number one was being able to reconnect and slow down with old friends, a lot of people, and really just, I really have grown to appreciate my support system. And no matter what happened, whether it's pandemic or even personal family problems, I have such amazing loved ones like you, like other friends. No matter anything that happens, I feel like I can overcome it. And also reconnecting with nature, because I feel like I was reconnecting with people and my surroundings by slowing down that's number one and then number two was career related and i completed my first project from start to finish in 2020 like first interior design from start to completion having this client from beginning meeting them face space planning design and all the fun stuff and then all the construction stuff like it was finished And it completed in May. Oh, no, it was completed in July. And we had so many challenges because of the pandemic. But it all worked out. And it's a beautiful piece. I love the team that I was in. That was just such a big highlight of 2020, I think. That's so An accomplishment. Yeah. I feel like we were able to be more conscious of everything that we did. And for what purpose. Yeah. Exactly. I'm also really grateful for being able to connect with people on like a more deeper level and having more conversations that are just more like meaningful, you know, mm-hmm. like instead of having constantly like going out and always having something to do and kind of like drinking the night away, like you kind of connect with certain people that just like really fuel you like energetically Mm -hmm. one of the biggest examples is you like i don't think we've really talked that much since graduation school yeah but then 
But then now it's like, I feel like our friendship has gone to a much deeper level. And I definitely like consider you as a really top tier friend at this point. Close enough to plank on you. <laughs> yeah, step on me, baby. <laughs> um, oh gosh, what else am I grateful for? Honestly, as tough as this year was, I'm really grateful for the discomfort I've had because that just made me realize what I really truly value because mm. it's just so easy to like distract yourself and kind of like ignore the problem and just kind of push it away but at this point it's like you're forced to kind of face it and it's like you're now with yourself all the time and you have to feel these feelings like all the time that at this point there's like you really can't escape it and you like at least for me like the things that have been brought out in 2020, like, I am getting closer and closer into, like, knowing myself better and knowing, like, mm. what I need to advocate for for myself because I'm someone who sucks at boundaries and sucks at, like, figuring out, like, what I really want. So that's really mm. been eye-opening. Well said. I think yeah. I love that you're grateful for the discomforts and the pains or all of that, like... It's really important because I'm a huge believer of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like whatever adversities that we face, even if it's this global pandemic or like anything that life throws at us because it's never fair, <laughs> whatever we overcome will make us more resilient. And so we're always thinking, okay, what's after the pain? Like it's going to get better, blah, blah, blah. But like that pain itself is gonna turn into something else and i like to imagine myself as like a phoenix in those moments where i'm like Whoa. i'm like i'm like a burnt piece of ash right now and it feels <laughs> like shit but i'm gonna come out of this like a beautiful red bird <laughs> a fire bird uh, yeah <laughs> uh, just a red bird you're just gonna be red <laughs> you're, oh my god like those red birds that tweet like an angry bird <laughs> oh my god that's you Yes. After all this pain, I'm I'm gonna come out of it an angry bird. <laughs> Cute. Yes, exactly. There was one last thing I want to talk about because I know you told me about a book that you read called The Power of Habit, and a friend of mine told me about Atomic Habits. I feel like there's this trend of habit building now that we're stuck at home and like building a healthy routine and what does that mean? Blah blah blah. So. Instead of looking at it as a grand scheme New Year resolution, do you have any new habits or identities that you want to build for yourself or routines? Um, you know what? I think habits and routines, they can actually feed into the whole goal setting as well. Like, mm. I think all of these really, like, work together as, like, a system mm -hmm. um, because these habits and routines just help make things a little bit easier for you to reach what you need to reach. Yeah, I like that it's more small scale. Yeah, it definitely breaks it down into more bite-sized pieces. Is there anything new that you would want to implement? Um, like, probably put things back to where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I have, I have a really bad habit of just, like, leaving things, like, everywhere, but then also being very particular as to, like, where things need to go. <laughs> mm. when all I can do in the first place is just put it back like immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god. no more cactuses in your laundry <laughs> oh my god you know what I did I'm so horrible what? 
I was cleaning and then I, and then I put one of my plants in uh, the washroom because I was like, oh, I, I need to clean my entire like space. I'll just tuck this in here for a bit. I left it there for three days by accident because I was just like, oh, no, it's fine in here. The plant died. <laughs> Wait, what? The plant. But there's moisture in there. Yeah, but there's no sunlight. Oh. It's like in the <laughs> dark most of the time. So it just died. Oh, no. Oh, one of the habits, one of my new habits th- this year, actually, now that I think about it, one of mm. my very wholesome friends for Secret Santa, she gifted me a wireless charger for your phone. Ooh. So that's been amazing because then I just plop my phone down like on this charger that's at my desk instead of like having to plug it in like near never near it. my bed. And so now I have to yeah. physically get up to turn off my alarm. And then as soon as I get up and I turn off my alarm, I put on a meditation. Like it's just like mm. it's just become habit now. Wow. Yeah. You're so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm very proud Dang, of girl. that, actually. <laughs> yeah. How about you? <laughs> well, for the book that I mentioned, Atomic Habits, he talks about, or one of the key points that I took out was you have to want this habit enough to want to identify it. So I guess some of the identities that I want to embody that I had written down was to be an artist again. I feel like after I graduated from an art school and then moved into design school, I became a designer all of a sudden. But designer is so much about like pleasing other people that you're not creating for yourself anymore. And like constantly having a purpose to things. Yeah, holy crap. Like the intent, the purpose. I just don't want to do it and back up with a reason. I just want to do it because I want to. And that's what being an artist is about. It's about self-expression. So... I wanted to go back to that again and looking back at my old art pieces, I'm like, who am I? (laughs) Who was I before? And why can I not reach this anymore? So I want to really gain that back. Second one is to be a reader, as both you and I have discussed earlier. (laughs) I want to be a fit person and say that not athlete because I don't identify as an athlete anymore. I'm not pertained to one sport. I just want to be fit, like healthy. And then the fourth one and the last is morning person because I'm trying to, I'm reading this book. This girl preaches on waking up at 5 a.m. because every hour of your day counts and it's, you should do something you love within that first hour. Like what gets you out of bed? You should make time for that in the very beginning of the day without your day being clouded by all the other have-to-dos. So... I'm trying to slowly edge my way there. <laughs> I'm Right now, I'm like at 8 a.m. Because I'm not a morning person at all. So, yeah, these are the four very ambitious identities I want to get no, into. No, that's amazing. So, I want to more dig into, like, your morning situation. Because, like, that's, that's, very, <laughs> that's very much going, like, against the grain of who you currently are as a night owl. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you going to put in place for you to reach this goal? So I've been trying to sleep earlier. That's number one, because I'm not about to sacrifice my sleep for sure. But then also building a morning routine. You taught me that actually. And my routine consists of the habits that I really want to build. So I know eating in the morning, 
like a healthy breakfast. I'm my go-to right now is granola on yogurt topped with some fruits. You know what? Breakfast is an excellent way to motivate you to wake up. I love breakfast. It is. It love really breakfast. is. Cuz you're like, mmm, food." <laughs> like imagining the smell of it and eating it just gets you out of bed. Oh my god, yes. My second one is hydrate and vitamins. Just like feed myself, like give my body the nutrients to be okay. And then I also try to stretch or meditate in the morning. I actually don't do meditation as much, but mostly I just want to stretch and get my body moving so that it's getting out of that lazy mode so my body is ready to do stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, what makes me excited is food and getting my body moving. So I'm putting those two right off the bat in the in the mornings. And then I'm hoping I'm hoping to either read or possibly create or like do something creative that I love. That is one of my goals this year as well actually mm. to be more creative and I guess one of the habits that I'm trying to get into is doodling an idea once a day. I like oh. at, at least one thing. If I could manage to do it for like half an hour and have like a billion ideas, sure. If I'm kind of dying, but I'll just do like one, but like just one little thing a day and just have like that reward of like Oh, I created something. Like even if no one's going to see it, mm. like it came out of yeah. my brain and my heart and my experiences and my life. Mm. Actually, I think we should talk about creativity at one point, an episode because I've really battled with this cuz right now my creative thing is cross stitching and it's very just like you look at the squares and you make it, right? Like I just want to make things, yeah. but it's not me creating an idea. It's not me thinking. And I actually feel that creativity needs playfulness and when you set it into a routine isn't that counterintuitive like but then it's also a practice so like if you set yourself to do it every day then you're like you're working the gears or oiling the gears so i don't know i'm like mixed feelings about setting it as a routine <laughs> i i have it too but i think there's like every single thing that you do in that doesn't need to be like groundbreaking or like the most creative mm. thing in the world, right? Like even just like a small creation or like realizing something and like drawing it out or drawing out like how you feel can be very um gratifying, therapeutic. Therapeutic. <laughs> this is definitely one to keep digging into. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. There's like a difference between creating something out of expression and creating something to I guess improve efficiency and like yeah producing yeah because sometimes you see creativity as the opposite of efficiency like it it's just an urge I get that random urge to just like I want to draw a flower today so I'm going to do it <laughs> and those are the best feelings but then if I'm saying like every morning I'm gonna draw that flower it kind of takes the fun and playfulness out of I don't know maybe we should both try it and like make it a human experiment and see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, so far it's been one month. It's been going pretty okay, I think. Oh, there was something else I kind of wanted to talk about. There's this thing mm. that I recently learned. It's not a new thing, but it's new to me. But it's called like three-year goal. Have you heard about it? Okay. I- I've heard a five-year goal. Oh, probably the same thing then. But it's basically like committing yourself to a goal and giving yourself three years to achieve it. Oh, there's also something else that I don't remember who told me, but there's just something during university that like really hit me where it's like you overestimate how much you can do in one year and you underestimate how much you can do in five years. 
And that kind of like messed me oh. up a bit because I was like, that's completely true. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, going back to the three-year goal. <laughs> the three-year goal is like giving yourself three years to achieve something and commit yourself because especially during a time where everything is just so instant buying things or notifications or talking to people like everything is just Mm. so instant and then there's also like the fame in the media like showing overnight fame and success everything is just Mm -hmm. so quick right like you Mm -hmm. you like learn about like a new artist but suddenly they're everywhere whereas like for real they spent years getting to like where they are now and like so many failures Mm. so the three-year goal basically gives you that time and cushion space to learn and make mistakes and fail and feed that process and push you past that threshold so that you actually get closer to achieving something than doing something expecting it to go a certain way and then once you have like one or two failures you you think oh it's not for me and then you give up Mm, like persistence in that goal yes exactly i feel like you would have to be careful with three-year goals or the five-year goals because it has to be measurable at that point i i want to mention this because I would like to live by this rule. There's an Italian phrase, and I forget the phrase itself, but it basically means to do things effortlessly or to appear to do things effortlessly, mm-hmm. but the work that goes into it is actually in the backgrounds and no one knows. So, like, for example, running, let's say, right? Like, I might have been running for like five, 10 years, but I don't need to post on Instagram or show everyone that I'm a runner like I don't need to show that off but until the day that that skill is required I have it because I've worked on it and no one knows that but then I just do it effortlessly and I'm just like bam I'm a runner at a marathon kind of like surprise people with your abilities and I kind of like that idea I feel like nowadays we're always showing off exactly what we're doing. Like if we're baking once, it's like, here's my product. Or if we went traveling once, like here's my trip in review. But is it so wrong to just keep it a secret? And then you kind of have the suaveness to you that like you've been building all these skills and bam, you're just good at everything. And it just seems so effortless to the outside, but like actually you've been working on it for so long. Like that kind of feeds into this three-year plan too, you work on something in secrecy or not, but like you have the persistence to get better at this thing. I think I think I slightly disagree with some of what you just said there. Mm, Only okay. because I think like your value on like secrecy and like that effortlessness works for you. But I think for me, like mm. I love seeing the process. Like I love it when people like post what they've recently made or what they've recently done or like whatever. And then you see the progression of what they're trying to get to. Mm. Like for example, in 2018, I started posting more workout photos on Instagram. And like at first, it was kind of underwhelming because I didn't really work out for that long and I still didn't really have much definition or anything. But then by the end of that year, you see that I've developed like ab lines and like you can washboard abs. Washboard abs. <laughs> um, but you can see like the progression and, and I even put it like on my stories, like highlights 
the first photo, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my god, you have nothing. But then by the end of that story, by the end of that year, I've developed something. And I feel like seeing that entire process is really like uplifting. And in my personal perspective, I find that when people kind of like show that effortlessness, I personally feel like I respect it. But personally, for me, I don't agree with it because it kind of makes things look too easy. There's so much work that needs to be put behind it. And I think more people should be inspired by that hard work to get to somewhere instead of just being Mm. like, oh, these like millionaires or these super successful people, like they reached it so easily and Mm, so effortlessly. That's true. Like I think that just puts like a lot of pressure and makes things feel a lot less achievable. I think, yeah, maybe it depends on what it is too or which aspect of your life you decide to share because I think I do agree with you. Like we need a balance of what to share and what not to share. Because I do feel like right now we're in a stage of oversharing. Right. And also even just like you do it once and you get that gratification that, hey, I can identify with being a baker because I baked this once and I shared it. Yeah. But then you're not working on the craft itself. It's like being careful of that and how to balance what you share and how often you share it. Because I also believe that if you truly identify or really persist with this skill, you don't really need to share to other people. Like, this is just me. Whether I share or not, or whether people know about it or not, this is a part of my core identity, so I don't need to share it. Like, that's also kind of in my thinking, too. Yes. I think all in all, it's like, do what you want, but just be genuine about it. Yes. Again, with that purpose. (laughs) I feel like we had a really good conversation about this year and what we want to achieve and how we want to go about it Mm -hmm. there was a lot of gratitude and a lot of hope we're on this personal journey together and i don't know i'm ready for what 2021 has for us but 2020.5 just needs to end (laughs) oh my god (laughs) pandemic just needs to end stay inside also can we just talk about how much of a mouthful it is now to say 2021 i know like can we just be like the 21s oh something that i want to randomly pop in here is this is Mm. the first saturday in months where there hasn't been anti-mask or anti-vaccine protests outside of my apartment (gasps) first time ever the this is this entire recording i've had my window open and there hasn't been any screaming or freedom chanting, or O Canada, or megaphones. Okay, here's a curious thought. Do you think it's because of the cold, or do you think it's because of the lockdown status and people are afraid of being fined? Oh. Or do you think it's because the U.S. politics has calmed down, so everyone now is, like, less patriotic? <laughs> Honestly, last week, so many people got fined. Yeah, I heard of people getting fined at Niagara Falls just, like, walking around because they're like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, I watched people get dragged, like, off the sidewalk, like, hey, you're stupid. Really? Yeah, like, there were so many officers and they were, like, dragging people and finding them and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so let us know your thoughts. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? If you have any resolutions, let us know on the Instagram because I actually would love to be inspired by your other resolutions and maybe I'll be adding it to my own list. 
But if you don't partake in it, also understandable because it's so overwhelming. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, and also um, flip-flop and socks or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I say flip-flop and socks. I hate you. <laughs> and I hate you. There's just a little update that for everyone who's been waiting for this episode, yes, it took a little bit longer for this to come out. I know we did mention that we wanted to post sometime mid-January, but this is probably being posted like early February. We're going to take things a little bit slower this year because things are ramping up in different aspects of our lives. So Mm -hmm. uh, we hope one episode a month is cool. (laughs) We are going to be posting monthly and it's going to be the first Wednesday of every month. Okay, that's the end of our shift. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.